by track i'm your host dan and today we're going to be talking about rock and roll love affair from hit and run phase two although originally recorded in december 2011 at paisley park and released as a single on the 22nd of november 2012 it was originally streamed on the 17th of september 2012 as r and r love affair uh, on the track, we have Prince, John Blackwell, Ida Nielsen, Andy Allo, and the MPG Horns. Uh, the track is many, many different lengths, uh, starting off as being four minutes and one second, which is the uh, version that's on Hit and Run Phase 2. Uh, there was an original version of it, which was five minutes 25, uh, which was edited to four minutes and one, which I guess is closer to the version that's on Hit and Run Phase uh, 2. There's also a remix, which was seven minutes 40 by Jamie Lewis, uh, which was then edited down to 3.35, and then there was a remix, uh, which was the stripped-down mix, uh, which was 6.48, uh, which was then turned into an edit uh, at 3.41, and then there was the remix number 7 of it, which was 5 minutes 42, which was originally streamed on the 6th of January 2013 on the Third Eye Girl YouTube channel. Um, and the official version that was on the YouTube stream was 4 minutes 31, uh, and there was a version that Prince re- performed on Jimmy Kimmel Live, which was, I think, something like three and a half minutes. And then there was a version which was the Reloaded Instrumental Remix, uh, which was part of a Third Eye TV show, uh, which was five minutes 30. Um, and this was the first single since uh, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World to chart on the, uh, the, uh, the Billboard charts. Uh, okay. Inside the top 100, it got to number 25. Okay, that's a pretty decent pl- placement for for Prince. Like, it, uh, it, it got as high as 22, um, uh, and then it also charted in Belgium on some charts. I don't know why in Belgium, but there you go. <laughs> they really love rock and roll love affairs in Belgium. <laughs> I guess they do. Uh, yeah, uh, so joining me to talk about today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Oh, hey, Darren. Yeah, so this, I don't know, this, it, <laughs> I don't know what for some, I mean, the, I would say the artwork for this is pretty classy. It's just, you know, Prince with his sunglasses on, kind of looking to one side yeah. with the words rock and roll love affair, kind of uh, nicely embroidered. Uh, it says, you know, uh, there's a kind of boasts about having all the Jamie Lewis remixes. Uh, and as I just discussed, you know, he I don't know why Jamie Lewis remixing stuff was a selling point, but he basically remixed the hell out of it. Wait, who is Jamie Lewis? Can, can Do you know this person off the top I of your head? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know. I was like, um, am I that out of touch? <laughs> Not, I, I don't know. He was just someone who basically... Uh, Prince allowed to remix this song so many different ways it's kind of ridiculous and also Prince did a video for this which features the same kind of 
you know, outfit that he's wearing on the cover, uh, yeah. you know, in, in the video. Uh, I, I don't know. I Like, it seemed like Prince, you know, this was kind of two years after uh, 2010 to come out. Yeah. And obviously this is like three years before this would eventually end up on an album. Um, so it seemed like Prince was trying to kind of position himself uh, for some kind of comeback. Uh, this is, you know, just before he, you know, started rehearsing stuff with Third Eye Girls. So he's got Aida Nielsen, but he hasn't got the other two. Um, and Andy Allo apparently does backing vocals on this. Uh, a song from her album that was recorded at around the same time, Super Collider, uh, is mentioned in this song. Um, so I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting that like Prince was was kind of trying to position himself, you know, ready for a mainstream comeback. You know, appearing on Jimmy Kimmel and performing the song. And, you know, then, I mean, later on, he performed it on piano and microphone mm-hmm. um, tour. Uh, he didn't, obviously, while he was with Third Eye Girl, he didn't play this song. So there's a kind of couple of years gap where he didn't really play this. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it makes mention of when stars collide. Um, and, you know, the kind of the MPG horns, as they had been for, you know, a few years. Um, you know, they consisted of uh, Michael B. Nelson, Steve Strand, Dave Jensen, Kenny Holman. Uh, and Kathy Jensen, uh, who I think was also the arranger at this time as mm-hmm. well. Um, so I don't know. They, I, I find I find it kind of interesting that Prince is like, you know, um, I'm going to try and make like a comeback. And, you know, the, the song was kind of released to Clear Channel and iHeartRadio. And I don't know. And then he kind of, I don't know, he started releasing songs on SoundCloud and tweeting them out. And then Third Eye Girl came about. And it's almost like he kind of forgot about whatever this was meant to be. Yeah. Like whatever album this was, he had in mind that this song was going to be part of. I guess he kind of didn't make that album, and then you know, three years later, Phase Two comes along, and this is one of the songs that gets included on Phase Two, uh, and kind of I don't know, it fits it fits with the kind of the the milieu <laughs> of which is must be weird for like. The fan of this song. When is the album coming out yeah. for this song? Uh, but I, know if, I think it fits well with everything that's on Phase Two. You know, it has. I think John Blackwell on the drums and yeah. kind of the horns. It has like a kind of mature sound to it, which is is what most of you know Phase Two kind of sounds like anyway. Um, so I guess mm. maybe he was just saving this up until you know he had an album full of material that kind of fit with this mood. Because uh, this, is, I think, yeah. Hey, like let's open with a pro- a solemn protest song. And lead into a really happy love song. Uh, and and you know, I I, and I like this kind of the fact that he I love I love when Prince kind of mentions like his name but not his name. So he says this whole she believed in fairy tales and princes, but obviously he you know he's not talking yeah, about himself. A... He's talking about royalty. Um, so I kind of love when he does that. But yeah, I don't know, I think rock and roll love affair kind of spells out what the song is. Uh, but I uh, well, what is that Darren well I, I don't know because the thing is <laughs> I, I feel like kind of the horns and everything I don't know yeah. it, there's very few kind of like rock and roll songs where horns are a prominent feature so it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel completely like it's a rock and roll song to me but you know that, that's what I meant like I think he's using rock and roll in like the loosest of colloquial terms like you know like early rock and roll could be like Phil Spector and all that stuff yeah well I mean I guess I guess he's also saying that um you know this person in the song the subject of the song has an affair with rock and roll not that the song itself is rock and roll um yeah so which you know when you've got John Blackwell on the drums and the MPG horns I don't think you've got yourself in a rock and roll song I think you know, it's kind of closer. I think, like, like I, I mean, I said to you before we recorded, I think the live version sounds slightly closer to kind of like country, like the version that's yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> so, you know, I, 
I, I get what you're saying, but he also mentions, like, other genres of music, and I, I think he's using rock and roll as in, like, this context of, like, modern popular music. All these influences all in one place, Darren. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's what he means. Like, well, yeah. the song is, a, for, to me at least, I think it's about his, one part of it is about his love of popular music. Like, he believes in rock and roll, everything coming out on the radio and so forth. I think it's interesting because he says she believed in fairy tales and princes. He believed in jazz, rhythm and blues, this thing called soul. He believed in rock and roll. So it always equates yeah. fairy tales to jazz. Like, jazz was never a real thing. It was just something that kind of the Brothers Grimm came up with, and it's just been reported through generations, but it's not actually a thing that exists. But that's what he believed yeah, tell in. me a jazz a jazz time story. <laughs> yeah. Before I go to bed. Yeah. And the thing is, well, he says rhythm and blues, which is really weird because I don't, like, I literally don't think anybody has ever kind of talked about rhythm and blues um, you know, aside from that wonderful tag team of the uh, of the early '90s featuring the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine, um, I don't know. Since maybe <laughs> do maybe the fifties, no one's ever talked about. Rhythm I don't know. And people blues. don't people talk- don't say rhythm and blues these days. They just stick with R and B, don't they? Like, you yeah. know. So it's weird hearing it kind of spelt out fully as rhythm yeah. and blues. Yeah, because he's like giving a nod to like all these past influences that like accumulated in rock and roll. That's, that's that's my whole thing. Yeah, basically. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't say skiffle. You know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... isn't skiffle like a British phenomenon? Like, why would uh, yeah, like Prince be it's, into skiffle? I mean, it's a very it's a very British phenomenon. But that's what the Beatles started out being. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Beatles are the biggest band know, in the world. I'm... So if they started out being skiffle, that means skiffle's the biggest thing that ever happened to music. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I guess the kind of story that's being told here, you know, like about the what she believes in and what he believes in. Yeah. Uh, I think the kind of contrast between the two is kind of interesting. Um, you yeah. know. Well, well, he's like, he's placing himself as, like, this seems to me like, oh, Prince is super religious and music is a part of that, basically. And I, this is kind of like LA story in a way, like, she's from the suburbs, she's moving out to Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, that, and like I mean, she, you know, she left her past in those lily white fences, which is a, a wonderful kind of yeah. uh, description of kind of uh, white picket fences, um, saying that they are lily white. Um, and then you know later on, this like we kind of we have her story, um, and then we have yeah. his story. I mean, she's obviously paying the toll, um, <laughs> and they mm-hmm. were they were bound to find each other. Prince tells us, and you know that's when stars collide. You know, we get ourselves a nice little Andy Allen reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, but he says, like, he needed proof she needed a brother. Like, I thought he, like, meant, like, a monk. Like, <laughs> like a brother from, like, the Franciscan <laughs> right. order or something. Yeah, um, I think, I I think, like, wait, I think is, he means... Is this about a priest getting laid? <laughs> I think he means, like, a soul brother. Like, that's what he's talking about. Um, you know, and I do like the kind of, you know, he gave up women for the stripes of the road and learned the meaning of grace. That's when his cup overflowed. <laughs> And uh, she said, hello. Again, like, <laughs> I heard he gave up women for the stripes of the robe. I thought oh, this was okay. about being a priest <laughs> for a second. Yeah. And then I read it closer. I'm like, okay, this is about being a musician and getting late. This is where it spells out princes, you know, my faith keeps me from willing and, you know, but I think I'm able. Which, again, a nice little reference to yeah, willing, again, like, willing and able there. So Prince referencing his own song. Uh, you know, yeah. and uh, I don't know, you know, it's tight, but I think you can fit in is what she says. Um, in reference to there being some room at the table, I should say. Um, yes. <laughs> again, which is, uh, again, that whole verse, I'm like, is this about a priest having sex for the first time? Just, 
This confused me for a long time, clearly. Yeah, this, I mean, this kind of love don't come from a prayer, you know. Ain't talking rebound <laughs> yes, bodies. religious metaphors. Yeah, uh, yellow sun rising on their bodies in bed, two people in love, but with nothing but the road ahead. Uh, yeah, I think around this time, this is obviously when Prince was rumoured to be dating Andy Allo, and I should, you know, stress yeah. rumoured, because unlike some of his other, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, relationships, I don't think there was, this was ever kind of made... Uh, public um so this idea mm-hmm. of two people two musicians meeting and spending their time on the road um you know. yeah i meant like he's like it's basically a it, it's it, you can totally get why people get that impression from this song so it's like he's like the alpha rock star and she's come come to hollywood for the first time or whatever yeah yeah um i mean i guess the kind of the whole like you say we get to the you know she believed in fairy tales and princes which again is a bit dismissive but you know and then she wanted to see her name on the big screen he just wanted to hear her scream his name (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) which is a great like delivery as well (laughs) and he goes you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so funny it's like i think we get it prince like 30 years into your career, I think we understand what you say when someone is screaming your name. Um, yeah, and then it kind of goes back to the, I guess you could call it a chorus with the, you know, this kind of love don't come from a pair. Um, and then towards yeah. the end, we finish with him just saying the words rock, rock, love affair. He doesn't actually say rock and roll, love affair. He doesn't say the title. He says rock and roll and he says a love affair, but he doesn't say the title all in one go. So I don't know. Wait, uh, you know that the keyboard riff sounds like ninety ninety nine. I'm am I the only one that <laughs> thinks that that bump 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 that horn riff and the... yeah, I guess kind of. But I mean, just in so much as you know, it's like staccato, you know, kind of chords or whatever. Um, yeah, you know. So I, I don't know. I I I think uh, I think like I I think the live performance on Jimmy Kimmel is is kind of interesting because uh, I think it gives the song a little bit more life. Um, like I think the studio version, you know, given like kind of, um, I don't know how quickly Prince had kind of done it. Um, and then, you know, the fact that he'd gone back and re-recorded stuff over and over, um, kind of, I think took a little bit of the spontaneity out of it, but I think that in the live version, you can kind of see like the intention that Prince had, which I think is true of a lot of kind of, you know, stuff that Prince did live is like in the studio, it kind of ends up being kind of, you know, um, ground down just a little bit and kind of made a bit safer and then when you see the live performance you're like oh you know prince is interacting with the horns and you know the crowd is kind of into it and you know so it's i don't know i I guess it kind of brings a song alive just a little bit Uh, but i still think it's you know it's a really kind of strong song um and i'm always a fan of when prince does story songs obviously he's not actually finishing with the title of the song so (laughs) i feel like i can't you know i can't get 100 percent behind this because you know, if you're going to finish the song with a title, finish properly. Don't just give me this rock, rock love affair thing. I mean, you know, let's get a proper title finish. Uh, but yeah, I know, still still a four out of five from me. Um, I think, you know, some of the things on, on phase two do suffer a little bit from this kind of demo feel. Like, you know, Prince was putting stuff out so kind of quickly after he recorded stuff. Yeah. That there is, it does feel like maybe if you know when he was doing phase two, if he'd have gone back into the studio and just kind of re-recorded a few things and kind of, you know, honed them down just a little bit, um, you know, there's a lot of songs here that kind of it feels like Prince recorded them, you know, and then it kind of because he wanted to get them out quickly, he kind of just put them out. Um, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why there's like t- tons of bloody remixes of this thing. It's because you know yeah. he he felt that there was something that needed kind of <laughs> going over or something, but. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still really enjoy the song. You know, I think it's a really kind of like this is in terms of like an album. I feel like, you know, everything on here is still fairly strong, but there is still just a little bit of that kind of, you know, demo feel in, in the song. You're all like kind of cobbled together. Like yeah. here are a literal collection of songs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's still it's kind of I don't know. It still feels kind of a little bit. Um, you know, like there's a bit of spontaneity in there, but at the same time, it doesn't, you know, like it, it feels like maybe Prince could have, like the, the way that he performs it on Jimmy Kimmel Live, there's a, a similar delivery of the lines is just slightly different. And I think I prefer that delivery to the way that it is on the album. But it also sounds different on like the official video clip because that would have probably been the first release of the single or whatever. Yeah. So the, like the fact that he kind of went back and kind of changed it you know, a little bit, and then, you know, even in 2015, did, like, some new horns on there, and it's like, I don't know, it just it just feels like he was kind of changing it, and he doesn't really settle on a final version, and, you know, I don't know, that's why I think maybe no more than a 4 out of 5 from me. Uh, I'm, I'm giving this 4 out of 5 as well, but that, um, I really dig it. Like, I think it's, like, a really fun Lady of a Prince song, even though it was recorded four years earlier, <laughs> like... Theoretically, uh, no, it's just really fun, like a real love letter to like music in general. Uh, it's a kind of, it's kind of like, yes, a bit condescending when you think about him like writing a love affair from, like the female from a lady's perspective, from his perspective, like, oh, she's into fairy tales and princes. Like, <laughs> I know what this lady's internal desires are. It's kind of condescending in that way, but like, I, I do like the stuff about like clearly his deep, deep spiritual love for music and it really sh shows in the track and i i didn't really listen to the early demo so i didn't i didn't sort of hear it progress but like i think yeah i think this sounds good good as it is like i really enjoy the horns like i, I really enjoy like lady or print <laughs> like paying a horn section putting it in there as well it's it's great great song yeah. Uh, now, that performance on Jimmy Kimmel, which was the 23rd of October 2012, uh, you know, which is about a month before it was officially released as a single, that was the first ever, you know, uh, live performance uh, of the song. Uh, and then the final performance, like I said, he, he kind of did it on the piano and microphone tour quite regularly, was the 4th of March 2016, um, mm -hmm. also in California. So, you know, started and finished in California with this song. Uh, but I feel like we said about as much as anyone's going to say about Rock and Roll Love Affair, so uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug onto? Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at R2Comedy. That's spelled A-N-H-T-U Comedy. And tell me about your Rock and Roll Love Affairs. <laughs> And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here on 2. Uh, no problem, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. I just came to tell y'all From the darkest desperation To the highest bliss Power to the ones aware Where's my guitar?